The following podcast contains adult language, a wide variety of sometimes unsuitable topics, and lots of information presented as fact that's just plain up lies. So please proceed with caution. Hello everyone, and you're extremely welcome to the very first episode of the Trinity Ents podcast, a tip that won't make you want to drop out, hopefully. This new show will be our bi-weekly look at everything happening on campus, around Dublin, and occasionally further afield. We asked you what you want, and the message was loud and clear. Another podcast hosted by a man who loves his own voice far too much. But it won't just be me speaking nonsense directly into your ear week in, week out. I'll be joined by various members of the wonderful ENDS committee, who will be discussing sport, music, politics, and everything in between. We'll also be having a very special guest cast an observational eye over the things you might have missed at the end of each episode. If you ever have any questions or would like to get involved, just shoot us an email on ents at tcdsu.org. Without further ado, let's start the inaugural episode of the Trinity ENTS podcast. First, we'll begin with our weekly look at what's happening on campus. This week, considering it's reading week, not much. We hope you enjoyed our Trinity Thursday trivia quiz last night, brought to you by Trinity Ents, and congratulations to all the winners on their wonderful result. Next week, week 8, is Rainbow Week, and be sure to keep an eye out for the many wonderful events TCDSU will be running to celebrate. Week 9, one will be back to you, is College Awareness Week, so again, be sure to check it out. A little aside, I didn't actually know what the campaign weeks were until far too late in my college career. Definitely didn't only learn and I started this job. (laughs) And many around campus still don't know what they are. TCDSU weeks are themed weeks run by the Students' Union that help raise awareness around a certain issue, such as Rainbow Week or Refugee Week. Or they are there to ensure students look after themselves and the union is helping them cope as much as possible, such as Mental Health Week. The SU have a campaign week pretty much every week and you can always find out what's going on and coming up via our socials or the weekly email. Over to music, I'll now hand you over to our live music officer, Tyg Maguire, who sat down with Bitch Falcon for a chat. Bitch Falcon are a rock trio that were formed about six years ago. Uh, they float somewhere between shoegaze and post-punk, uh, and they've kind of built a reputation for themselves over the last six years through their live performances and have very steadily been releasing music. Uh, but it was only last Friday, the 6th of November, that they released their debut album, Staring at Clocks. And I caught up with Lizzie Fitzpatrick, who is the, the front woman and main songwriter of Bitch Falcon, and uh, we had an old natter about the album and uh, a, bit, a few other bits as well. Lizzie, how are you doing? Hey, I'm good. How are you? I'm great. Uh, thank you very much for agreeing to have a chat with me. I'm kind of excited about this. Uh, I've been listening to the album a good bit. I'm, uh, I, I'm, I'm loving it so far. I got a good laugh last week um, on the, the eve of album release. I saw a tweet that you put out saying, uh, how, how did you spend the eve of album release? Oh, uh, I was coming home from work and me and Nigel bumped into each other and uh, we had a few cans on the street. <laughs> Classy. That's the, <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's the best way to do it, I think. I was talking to, uh, I don't know if you've heard of Banry. Um, Banry, yeah, yeah, no, another yeah. name. Yeah. Uh, Roisin Nihakade is the, the front woman of Banry and I was talking to her a while ago and uh, she was saying that they celebrated their release day uh, in the Des Kelly carpets car park oh yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, it, it's it seems to be a bit of a it seems to be a tradition at this stage it's the only yeah, way to celebrate yeah. i think uh, the, re- the reaction to this album has been really really good so far i got an email today um about the the choice music prize for 2021 what do you reckon oh yeah oh sure look 
who knows <laughs> ah, come on be optimistic what do you think yeah oh yeah win it without a date the album is called Stay on the Clocks mm. um, let's have a chat about that because that makes mm. the most sense given it came out last week um, it's been described as ethereal what do you think of that is that a, an, an unusual word is that a word that, that compliments you is that um, yeah I guess it's kind of hazy and dreamy a bit even though it's heavy you know uh, maybe maybe the vocals aren't so you know kind of in your face rock vocals and they're a bit more kind of I don't know I was listening to a lot of Kate Bush and Cocktail Twins when I was writing it so maybe yeah <laughs> she rubbed off me a bit <laughs> very nice yeah that's the one thing that kind of comes across in it, it there's a lovely kind of a a balance in the album of um you know those kind of very polished melodies very ethereal melodies if you want to use that word um but <laughs> these these walls of noise that just you know they they uh, all this kind of distortion and and and, and um and feedback and everything it, it's it's a lovely kind of a it's a lovely juxtaposition in a way mm yeah it's it's I think that's what we always wanted to achieve I think we always described that as the music that we wanted to write and I think before it maybe held us back a bit trying to write you know cool riffs but after we kind of realized really what we do want to kind of write this maybe a little bit slower maybe a bit faster in parts but just really intensely high pressure heaviness but with the with the melody there as well mm, yeah yeah it, it feels it feels a bit like a live performance when you're listening to the album was was that intentional yeah we recorded live because we yeah. didn't want to be too like to the click in the grid like some of the songs we didn't record to a click and stuff like that and i think before we had always recorded to a click and i found it, it took a bit of I don't know energy out of it so yeah that was one of um the points that we said to Rian and Scan that we um when we were recording that was like now we'll do it live okay and Re- Rian and Scan obviously are your, your producers where yeah. did you record it yeah yeah the, we recorded in the Meadows studio in uh, Delgany in uh, Wicklow mm. uh Rain Trench and uh Robert Watson was nickname is Scan and uh yeah they're class they're called they go by like the Deaf Brothers or whatever production and they're really cool. They did like No Spilled Blood. They did No Saint. They did Saint Sister, mm. and they did some other people. They're really good. They're really. Um, it's a nice studio out in Rian's family home. His dad is like a big session musician or something like that. So like it's, he's kind of lived and breathed music all the way up or something. I always find those kind of studios are are the the most. Uh... I don't know the most fun to work in because it feels like you're kind of around a, a music tradition. You're kind of. Uh, you know, like the, the people that have these studios seem to be the people that are really into it and the people that really, really want to help you out as best they can. Yeah. And everything probably has a story attached to it. And it's, yeah, I guess if it feels less clinical. It's kind of just, you know, if that's where they are, that's where they reside and they just make this noise all the time. And then you just come visit them in their little caves for some yeah, studios, the kind of swanky ones, maybe like I can't afford them, but <laughs> yeah, maybe yeah. <laughs> they, they seem, you know, maybe a bit too like, you know, you're just another drop in the ocean. Mm. So when, when when you started out six years ago, yourself and, and Barry and Nigel, um, was it a case of that you were you were recording in studios like this or did you did you go f- straight for the big we're going to spend grand, uh, like a grand on, on this big massive studio and get some producer or, or did you start off in studios like that oh we started off in like recording 
in our room you know um uh it's it's a lot of money to record really and mixing and mastering it's it's a good few grand to get anything done so yeah so it's like it can really hold you back if you want to go for the best and to be honest the best doesn't make you any better (laughs) if your songs are shit you're still gonna be shit (laughs) so i think uh, at the start uh, it was just no it was just recording in our like little rehearsal room that was our first demos and that's like i find that really fun and yeah then yeah we recorded all the early stuff just in a rehearsal room and then maybe we did one day because we have to get the drums done well you have to get a good room for the drums but everything else you can just mic up mm-hmm. in a room you don't have to go anywhere special do you, do you feel like the because obviously your music has, has progressed so much over the six years do you feel like those early singles that were recorded in your rooms um do you do you feel like you've finally reached the stage or or the the sound that you want that I know this is going to sound like a very cliche question do you feel do you feel like you've reached the sound that you wanted to achieve when you were recording in your in your bedroom six years ago uh no I you know writing and recording the stuff before was exciting and I really enjoyed it um but then you know there still was that element I was like I really like this but it's not there yet I think this album we were really feeling that we had written the stuff that we really wanted to put out we were really happy with it the other stuff I was still very happy with it and stuff but it was a learning process I felt like I was an imposter you know I didn't feel like kind of good enough to write an album or be you know regarded as a musician mm. before you know I was kind of just learning the ins and out of a studio and stuff it was all very new to me so I think after the years progressed then i began to actually realize what music i actually really want to write and... mm, okay I, sorry I'm, I'm just looking at the wall behind you i'm looking at the the guitar and the bass oh what, yeah what is that guitar? i don't know it looks very staged it's not <laughs> <laughs> i mean there's an oven there as well you know? <laughs> oh, brilliant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. i'm not so interested in the make of the oven but that red guitar looks yeah, gorgeous know, yeah, yeah. oh the red one yeah yeah what what, what is it yeah it's a jetking ibanez jetking yeah very so, nice oh that's yeah, beautiful i haven't really played it that much i bought it on adverts a while ago and it just looks like i was i was trying to sell my girlfriend's like off all the time because i i always like get half i have so many drafts on adverts of guitars that yeah. i haven't played in ages and then i can never i can never post them i can never actually say <laughs> yeah yeah, for yeah. Sale. yeah 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 so. no i understand that i i, I you know the, the album you were saying you, you tried to create the album to make it sound like a live performance obviously mm. you know you've, you've gained so much notoriety as a band because of your live performances in the past you know like you've done the rounds mm-hmm. you've done all the irish festivals you've been to the uk you've been to the us um is there does the album release come with a sense of of relief enjoyment but also with a sense of kind of uh of, of disappointment that you don't get to you don't get to go out there and you don't don't get to play the songs live yeah it's an anticlimax it's you know it's so there's so much work and effort and love put into the album and you know you'd hate it to just disappear now because you can't you know further promote it with with touring and you know use that as as a way to get as much bookings and getting out there it's yeah it's a real pity that way you know I can't help but not be disappointed about that but also I'm 
I wouldn't want to not put it. I don't want to hold it back. I want to put it out still, you know, mm. like I, I think we are holding on for so long that we're just like, oh my God, I just want to put it out so bad. Like, and I want to be judged as a band by this. I'm kind of ready to be judged as a band by this album rather than the older stuff. Mm-hmm. Do you think you've been, do you think you've been judged as a band by, by your older stuff or by your live performances in the past? I think the live really. Mm. Mm, but then it's hard to translate that abroad if you want to try and get bookings, get tours and stuff like that. Like word of mouth gets you a good bit. Um, but then you, I, I think, you know, your PR campaign abroad, I don't know if people would take it seriously if if you say, oh, we're, we're an amazing live band. Mm. They, they were like, yeah, everyone says they're an amazing yeah, yeah, live yeah, band. Yeah. I don't know until I see us. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you know, it's not an, we, we always said that we could always convince people live. You know, people might be a bit, oh, I don't know about them. But then when they see us live, usually convince people, you know. Mm. So, yeah, it'd be nice to do it the other end to, yeah. to convince people on record as well. Yeah, maybe that, that, that maybe this is an opportunity in a weird way. Maybe this has presented itself with an opportunity to to kind of uh, to prove yourself to those people before you go and play the songs live. Um, I I'm very very much looking forward to going to see the songs live at some stage when we're all able to. Um, so I'll 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 leave it at that, Lizzie. Thanks a million. Uh, really appreciate you coming on. And um, yeah, we'll 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 see you at some kind of a live show hopefully next year. Yeah, hopefully, yeah. <laughs> Thanks a million for that, Tig. Sports next, focusing on the Trinity teams and how they're performing. They're not. Current affairs, we somehow still have a government, and news yesterday broke that they're keeping several social media accounts under watch if they get sufficient traction about sensitive topics. While the revelation that our government is actually just a scary ex may not shock many, what is unfortunate for us is that neither Trinity Ents nor TCDSU made the cut, so we'll have to step up our game there. The weather next... Grant. I'll hand you over now to our resident observer, Up My Own Hole from Ah Here, who'll be casting an alternative eye over the recent happenings in Trinity. Thank you very much. Hello, everyone, and you're very welcome to Ah Here's first guest appearance on a podcast after dozens of failed applications. TCDSU's first council came recently, and oh boy, did it know how to make an entrance. Lasting nearly four hours and with numerous technical difficulties, dropouts and snarky articles, it really did prove the adage that you should start as you mean to continue. The hashtag Yup Council did in fact trend at number one in Ireland. And well done, it's a huge achievement for all involved. The scores of students who tweeted with the hashtag should be immeasurably proud. Their tweets made it possible. Or, as the TCDSU comms officer Philly Holmes saw it in his own tweet, really wild that something I'm responsible for can have an impact like that with the process of choosing a hashtag the exact same, if not more impressive, than actually getting it trending. TCDSU President Owen Hand challenged the Provost Patrick Prendergast to a Movember competition this month, seeing who could grow the best moustache for charity. Unfortunately for Hand, the fact that Prendergast looks as if he survived numerous harsh Wexford winters, where the facial hair was all they had for warmth, seems to have slipped his mind, along with the fact that Hand himself is 12. We'll keep you updated. And finally, the promise of free ice cream secured by the welfare officer Leah Kyo was the one thing to get more than 10 students in front square at one time. And for the first time this year, college resembled something akin to normality rather than the Trinity Ents Zoom quiz. 
College has taken note of the fact that all it needs to do to bribe students into happiness is provide them with one euro ice creams. And it's understood that they've pre-booked an entire fleet of ice cream men for when it's revealed that the next year's exam results will be decided by who has the prettiest names. And that's all from us here at Ah Here. Be sure to tune in next time for your latest tired, sardonic remarks about a place you haven't visited in over six months. Thank you up my own. And that's all from us here at Trinity Ents and the end of the inaugural Trinity Ents podcast. We hope you enjoyed listening to a shite on about nonsense for what must be nearly half an hour now. And we always welcome any comments, criticism or brown envelopes. Please direct all abuse towards Ents at tcdsu.org and make sure to follow us on Insta at Trinity Ents, Twitter at Trinity Ents and Facebook, wait for it, at Trinity Ents. Have a wonderful weekend. Enjoy the rest of your break and we'll see you all again very soon.